Good morning, everyone. You took my line, Ed. I was supposed to say good morning first. Um, I am David, David Carlson, for those of you who may not know. My daughter, Galaxy, uh, put a dress and arms on this rubber chicken and gave it to me and said, this will help you remember that you can do it. <laughs> I said, how so? <laughs> she said, because it'll remind you of me because I like dresses and I like making chicken noises. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it helps you remember. So I'm going to put that over here so I can glance over here and remember that I can do it. Um, so, good morning. Um, so last two weeks, Tom K. gave two excellent messages and frankly gave me a bit of a challenge because everything that I, when I, when I looked ahead at the advanced schedule a while back, uh, I was looking at where, what weeks I could do for reflection. Um, I saw this week after the, these two messages and I thought, oh man, there's a lot of stuff in there that I would love to reflect on, I'd love to talk about. And then uh, he covered pretty much every point that I wanted to cover. So, <laughs> so I sat there, and this, this week was a bit of a challenge, and I had to chat with him a couple times. It's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm praying about it. I'm reading the, the passages. I'm thinking. I'm like, I just, I, I, don't know, I don't know what to talk about. And then when I did kind of uh, think of what I wanted to reflect on, it was a subject that, was, that actually meant a lot to me, but I was really struggling with how to say it in a way that, that wasn't also discouraging even to me, because as I was thinking about it, it's like there's this particular way that this can go. Um, but I'm really excited to share with you. So um, the last two weeks, the, the two messages Tom talked about was he told the story of, of Hagar, uh, the, the slave girl of Abraham and Sarai, or Sarah at the time, I guess. Um, and then after, and, and talked about how God stepped into the mess that she found herself in, that she was put into, and he helped her, and he let her know that she was seen. And she named him Elroy, the God who sees me. Um, and then last week, uh, Tom talked about Abraham coming this close to having to sacrifice his son and then God providing the sacrifice instead. And he, he explained that as God provides, he provides what he, for what he calls us to do and why that's, that's really important as an aspect of, of his nature. Uh, he also talked about how names in biblical, in, in biblical times and in a lot of cultures today were not just a, a pleasant you know, collection of sounds and syllables that we use to signify a specific person. Like, I'm, I'm David. That's what I was named. My parents liked the name. And there is even maybe a biblical connection there for them. But it, you know, the fact that my name more or less means beloved isn't particularly signifying of me throughout my entire life. Like, it doesn't, you know, it's, I hope I am beloved, but <laughs> Amanda says yes. Um, <laughs> It's my wife. So, but it's not just a pleasant collection of syllables. It, it's, it's a meaningful statement about the person themselves or their, their situation. Again, for example, Elroy, the God who sees me. Um, Abraham and Sarah's son, Isaac, was named, his name means laughter or he laughs. And, and they named that uh, because not only the joy that they had from, from having a child finally, but also because if you remember, um, Tom talked about how when when God showed up more or less in person and said, this, a year from now, Sarah's going to be pregnant, Sarah laughed because she didn't see how that could possibly be true. Um, and then even in the name of our Savior, Jesus, or the kind of the anglicized form of the Latin, which is a form of the name Joshua, which means he saves or the Lord saves. So those things are very significant to the person or the situation. Um, and what I wanted to talk about today is that... <clears throat> 
God's names are not just syllables, as we've established, and they're not even just meaningful statements about who he is. They're also commitments. They're commitments of what he's going to do. We've been learning about who God is and how his names, Elroy, apply to that, for example. And as his children, as believers in Christ, we know from Scripture that we are his body, right? We are his hands, his feet. We are referred to that so many times throughout Scripture. And especially, we bear his name. If you could put Galatians 4, 4 through 7 slide up. Um, yep. So, but, Paul says, when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we would receive the adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the fourth, sorry, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. <clears throat> now, that's significant because as we are adopted into God's family, we bear his name. And bearing his name as children, his, it, it, in a sense, his family name as children, we bear his nature and his heart. Now, that's to an extent, of course, uh, we could go really far with this and be like, oh, we're supposed to be exactly like God. We can, we can, in, you know, on our own, we can do miracles or any number of things. We can proclaim things and have them come true. We're not God. We are adopted into his family and we bear his name. And in many cases, we represent him. That's not to say we are him. In case anyone was confused, you're not God, right? <clears throat> and I wanted to put a really quick aside here. Bearing his name is distinct from bearing his image. Those of us who believe in Christ, who are in Christ, we are adopted as children of God, and we bear his name in a very significant and spiritual way. That is distinct from the fact that all human beings ever bear God's image. So his name comes through Jesus and includes redemption and adoption. We get that by believing in Jesus Christ. His image Bearing his image is an absolute fact of creation, and it doesn't matter if you believe in Jesus at all. It doesn't matter how you act. You bear the image of God, and that's important because there, there are teachings out there that talk about, that, that kind of denigrate people who don't believe in Jesus because they're not, you know, they, they, don't, they don't get treated as though they are made in God's image, and that's very important for us, that just because someone doesn't believe in Christ, they may not bear his name as, ado as being adopted, but they absolutely bear the image of God. So as bearers of his name, for we who believe in Christ, we can look at the last two weeks of teaching and see what we can look like. We are to step in and help others in their messes. If you could go to Galatians 6, 2. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. This is the expectation. This is, well, I would say even, this is the reality of what it means to be part of Christ's family, is we bear one another's burdens. We help each other. We, we provide for each other. And we reach out to people that are, that are not us. And just like God provides, we also provide. So James 2, 15 through 16 says, Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? So again, there's an expectation that when we see people in their messes, or frankly, when we're in a mess, there's an expectation that as a community, we step in, we help, we provide. And that is largely because we bear 
is, we bear the name of God, and so we should be reflecting his character. Now, I was thinking about this teaching, and this is where I was feeling burdened, because given how much I feel I'm, I'm already struggling just as a dad and as a husband, um, there are times I get to the end of the day, well, almost every day, and I'm just, I'm so tired. Um, the idea of, like, reaching out and doing more can be exhausting. And there's a way that this message can go, which is what I was concerned about. It's like, oh, you should be doing more. You should, you know, you're not doing enough. You need to do more. You need to do more. You need to do more. And that can just be, that can be such a burden. That's not something that we need to beat ourselves up for. That some seasons of life, we're just, we're, we're just really tired by life, by, by dealing with the things that we have to do to survive. It's not something to beat ourselves up for, for uh, four over, because in James 2, 8, so this is the same, same uh, chapter, actually, um, where James is talking about, hey, it's really important to not just say, hey, God bless you, but actually help people. Before this, he, he, James is kind of going on a rant where he's, he's, he's confronting people who are showing preferential behavior to the rich and kind of ignoring or mistreating even the poor, and he stops right in the middle of it, in verse 8, he says, Now, if you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. So right in the middle, <clears throat> in, in the NASB, it says, However, if you are fulfilling the royal law according to the Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. Like, he's, he's, he's showing people, it's like, not everyone reading this is going to be part of the problem. If you're really doing, if you're really loving people, um, you're doing what you can, you are loving people the way you would want to be loved, you're, you're fine. You're doing good. But if you're not, <laughs> um, and that's, that's where this is, I think. The point isn't to stress about doing more. It's about being honest with ourselves. It's about examining ourselves, asking, are we loving others? Are we bearing the name of God? Am I saying no to an opportunity because I'm really tired and I'm, I'm I'm making sure that I'm healthy, I'm healthy for the sake of my family, or I'm saying no because I just don't want to do it. And there are times where I say no because I know I, I can't, I need rest, and there are definitely times where I say no because I just, I don't want to do it. Um, so this is about, it's about examining ourselves. It's about spending time with God and asking him, hey, you know, please examine my heart. Help me know if I'm just being lazy or if I'm actually needing rest. And how do we bear the name of God better? Because again, could very quickly veer into, oh, I have to just do more. We don't have to push ourselves to fix everything. We can't fix everything for everyone. But we can remember our identity as Christians, as those who believe and who trust in Jesus. We bear his name, which means we are his brothers and sisters. If you remember back in Galatians, one of the, the first verses I... I um, I read, we're adopted into his family. As, his, as the brothers and sisters of Christ, we have access to him. We can go to him. We can spend time with him. We can rest in him. And through that, he can put in our hearts the energy and the ability and the eyes and the, the focus to go and step into people's messes when we can and the encouragement to do it. Uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. Uh, I think it was last week. Tom K. Uh, read something from Paul which said, we were saved in Christ Jesus to do the works which he has prepared beforehand for us, for us to do. 
Jesus has work set aside specifically for you to do with your gifts, with your abilities, and with the energy or lack thereof <laughs> that you have. Just examine yourself, pray, and ask God, am I bearing your name well? Do I need to rest now, or do I need to reach out in this moment? Thank you.